3: Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. Absolutely delighted to have you with me. The phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. That little buzz was me plugging something into my computer because I forgot to do it. I'm in studio today. Now, I look, I, we're going to play audio from the debate. Fox has loosened the rules, thankfully. If you will recall in the first Fox debate, you could only play uh, a handful of minutes of audio of the debate or Fox's lawyers would come after you. and so many people complained they decided that they would uh, loosen up the rules. And so I, I wanna I'll take your phone calls. I'll get your reaction to the debate. But before I even get to all the audio and, and, and dive through the clips, I want to just talk about the debate because I'm not happy. I think that debate was extremely disrespectful to the candidates and to the audience who wanted to actually learn something from the candidates. Instead, they were subjected to Democratic National Committee talking points on behalf of Univision that you could barely understand. They were subjected to bad audio, bad acoustics, bad echoes, bad crosstalk, bad moderators, and stupid questions like the survivor question at the end. It allowed Ron DeSantis at the end to shine as he led a rebellion of the participants against the moderators. I thought it was very notable that multiple times the moderator said that if you're name-checked, you get 30 seconds to respond. When Mike Pence name-checked Ron DeSantis with an attack on, on his record as governor of Florida, they refused to allow Ron DeSantis to respond, instead decided to go to commercial break, and when they came back, they ignored him and went to Chris Christie. If you're not going to follow your rules, why should the people on the stage follow your rules? It took them 18 minutes to even attempt to ask Ron DeSantis a question, and he's the leader on the stage at the center position. They went to everybody but him. I thought Nikki Haley did a very good job, except when she provoked an attack on DeSantis about fracking. By the way, you can't frack in the Everglades. There are too many alligators. Um, the 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 workers would get eaten. Um, but— uh, she she had a great moment with Vivek Ramaswamy. I, I just, I actually thought that moment was kind of funny.
2: I'm here to tell you no, I don't know it all. I will listen. I will have the best people, the best and brightest in this country, whatever age they are, advising me. We will be probably many of the people on this stage included. That's how I built my companies. I want to be challenged. I want people who disagree with me. That's what makes America great because we're not a perfect nation. We're founded on the pursuit of perfection. That is what makes America great. And that is why we will end it once we win this election. Uh, I have to jump in in here. I'm sorry. So, was speaking. There's one person ahead, on this. This is infuriating because TikTok huh. is one of the most dangerous social sure. media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say.
3: <laughs> I just, okay. All right. Look, instead of complaining about the debate, first of all, let me explain what I would do differently. I think, um, cuz I, I actually have some ideas on this i have got some thoughts on how you might be able to do a decent debate and i i maybe maybe possibly they might take me seriously on this one so how do you do a different debate how do you how do you make the debate different what do you do to stand out If I were the Republican National Committee, I would stop giving Fox a monopoly on the debates. I'm not saying use NBC. In fact, I think NBC, MSNBC, CNBC should be excluded from ever doing a debate again, in large part because those networks have shown themselves to be willfully malicious in their coverage of Republicans, uh, willfully malicious in their coverage of cultural issues, and willfully malicious in their desire to protect Joe Biden. At this point, NBC, more than any other outlet in the media, including the New York Times, serves as a uh, cover for the Biden administration. MSNBC uh, breaks all of the editorial rules. Even at Fox, there remains a firewall between the news division and the opinion division. And in MSNBC, there's not. Uh, at NBC News, they have relentlessly progressive reporters who cover for the Biden administration. Their online outlets and their Twitter feed is even more progressive than their news. I, I would exclude NBC, CNBC and MSNBC. But CNN is under new management and trying to establish itself again as as uh, middle of the road. Whether you or I believe it or not, they're trying. And that provides, I think, an opportunity to get out of the Fox dynamic. And one thing CNN knows better than any other network is how to stage one of these events because they've done so many of them. Just compare and contrast the 2015 debate at the Reagan Library by CNN to the one last night. If you go back to the 2015 and you watch it, and I pulled clips from it to confirm The audio was better in the same room. There was less echo. You were less likely to hear crosstalk because they got the acoustics and the microphones right. The moderators had better control of a stage that was one more crowded and two contained Donald Trump and still was able to provoke a decent debate with less crosstalk and actually was the second highest rated debate of that campaign season. Let CNN do one of these debates, whether you like them or not, whether you think they're biased or not. The one thing you can't dispute is they're better in putting on a big stage event like a debate in terms of audio and acoustics and being able to limit crosstalk through control of the microphones, including turning off the microphones. And that's what I would do. Control the microphones and cut them off. Now, I want to do something for you so you understand this. Those of you who watch this video, you're not going to be able to get this. Those of you online or, or those of you listening on the radio, you are. I'm on a radio microphone, which means I have to get close to it. I'm further away now. You can't hear me as well on the microphone. The more I get close to the microphone, the more you can hear me. It's a radio microphone. The radio microphone picks up what's in front of the microphone, not what's behind it. For the last week, I've been in studio with my board operator who's battling a cold. He's occasionally coughed, and you haven't heard it on the radio microphone because it's a radio microphone. There are microphones you can use, shotgun microphones, for example, that point at the candidate's mouth. As long as the microphone is pointed at the candidate's mouth, you hear that candidate. What you don't hear is the person next to the candidate who's also talking. Therefore, you eliminate the crosstalk. So if you eliminate the crosstalk, you allow the candidates to talk without actually uh, being bullied by the people beside them. It matters the control of the microphone. You turn off the microphones for the person you haven't given it to. You don't turn it on until you designate them, and that prevents them from engaging in what they engaged in last night with the microphones on and everybody muttering and yelling at everybody. Also, don't ask the questions designed to provoke a fight. Last night at that debate, they specifically asked Tim Scott to look at Nikki Haley and tell her why him, not her. And it was designed to provoke an argument. It wasn't designed to learn anything about the candidates. It was designed to provoke an argument. You don't need that. You don't need those sorts of arguments. You don't need that aggravation. Um, likewise, you you don't need the the provocation at the end with the stupid survivor question.'ll We'll get to that audio here in a bit. Um, there was absolutely survivor audio uh, questions. It, it was ridiculous. Ron DeSantis led the stage in a fight against those people who were moderating. Dana Perino on her own probably could have handled the crowd. She had a great moment at one point uh, where she shut down Doug Burgum, who shouldn't have been on stage with his 1% bowling. In fact, that's another issue. We got to call the herd. Uh, Burgum has no reason to be on stage at this point. He's. Holding at one percent. He was obnoxious in trying to get airtime. And I get it. It was his job. DeSantis could have done a better job fighting for airtime. He could have learned a lesson from Burgum. But for Burgum, it's useless and annoying. He's not going to win. I mean, it's very obvious even to Doug Burgum that he's not going to win. And yet he's there. It's an annoyance. The other thing I would do is put them one in a a, a better acoustic room if you're not going to have the CNN engineers do the audio and put them around the table where they have to look at each other. You can do camera angles for them so that they have cameras they can share to look at, but they look at each other and you have the moderator, and they have to have a conversation. When you put them at a round table and you don't actually have the uh, the crowd there, get rid of the crowd, you're not playing to the crowd. You're not using the zinger and the one-liner that gets a reaction from the crowd. What you're actually doing is you're forcing them to engage with each other, and you give the moderator a level of authority to be able to shut them down when they're at the table. The table changes the dynamics when they're seated at the table with the moderator also leave Trump out of it, which the moderators last night did a pretty good job. If the candidates want to bring Trump into it, bring Trump into it. But the moderators don't need to bring Trump into it. They're they're trying to figure out where these candidates are different. By and large, these candidates have a lot of the same ideas. These candidates have a lot of the same notions of what should go on. They're all Republicans, by and large. But you do want to ferret out. Where are they different? You allow them to talk and then you allow the other candidates to to say, where do you disagree with this? How would you do this differently? What idea stands out from you? They tried to not have all of the candidates answer the same question, and I understand that. But when you try to not have all the same candidates answer the same question, what happens is the candidates who don't get to get in try to jump in, which is why Doug Burgum was trying to jump in so much, particularly on the energy issues. It was kind of unfathomable that you have the governor of North Dakota, a leading oil-producing state in the country, not answer questions on energy. He forced his way into that conversation. There are ways to do a better debate. But what they did last night was a disservice to the candidates. It was a disservice to the crowd. And frankly, it was a bit of a disservice as well to the moderators themselves, who are individually fairly competent. There is no reason for that Univision moderator to be on stage. Dana Perino could have handled it all. Stuart Varney looked a little rusty. Dana Perino would have been great by herself. But for that survivor question at the end that provoked DeSantis to lead the rebellion— This could have been done much better. There are ways and formats that can be done to make it much better, and they chose not to last night, and that in and of itself was a letdown. The winner of the debate last night, Donald Trump. Donald Trump won that debate because he wasn't on stage. Donald Trump's come out since and said there's no reason to do any more of these debates. None of these people are breaking out. He's kind of got a point. If we're going to keep doing these crummy debates like we did last night, there's no point at all in continuing the debates. But I hope the Republican National Committee will further call the field, reduce the number of people on stage, and find a debate participant with the media that's actually going to ask some substantive questions not designed to provoke fights but to find differences that does better audio than what we had last night. It just – last night was inexcusable. It's a poop show if you know what I mean, and I think you do. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint. You want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat they do onboardings, terminations, they help your team members get to peak performance and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're US based. They you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team Welcome back. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Happy to take your comments and thoughts on the debate. Ron DeSantis went on Fox this morning and went after Trump for not being there. He owes
1: it to the voters to defend his record, uh, to defend the decisions he's made, and also to defend why is he running on the same program in 2016 that he did not actually implement. For example, draining the swamp. He didn't fire Christopher Ray. He didn't fire Anthony Fauci. He didn't do anything to clean house. Now all of a sudden, he's going to slay the administrative state when he gave Fauci an award his last day in office. What about all the spending and debt? They racked up massive amounts of debt, particularly in his last year in office. Of course, you're going to end up uh, leading to inflation when you do that. So I think on issue after issue, he owes it to the voters to come out and do it. And, and I'd say the final thing, Bill. He's had a lot to say about me on social media really since 2022, right before the midterm election. He started uh, he started attacking me when I was, well, we all Republicans were supposed to be united for a red wave. No, he tried to attack me and has been doing it a lot. You know, it's one thing to do it behind a keyboard, step up on stage and do it to my face. I'm may- ready for it. You used to say I was a great governor. Now, all of a sudden, you're saying the opposite. Let's have that discussion and I'll do it. We could do it one on one. I was with Sean last night. Let's do that. Uh, And let's let's give the American people the choice that they deserve.
3: There's all this level of frustration of the candidates that uh, Trump won't get on the stage with them. But he doesn't need to. I mean, that's the thing here. Trump doesn't have to get on the stage. They have not earned the right for him to be on the stage. They'd all love Trump to be on that stage. Absolutely. Guarantee it. They'd love for him to do it. Trump's 50 points ahead. Why does he have to get on the stage with any of them? Well, he, he, he doesn't have to get on the stage with any of them. They, they haven't done anything to shake up the performance. None of them, including DeSantis, frankly, have broken out. He's in low double digits now. He was in high double digits before he got in the race. He gets in the race, he's now in low double digits. That's just a fact. Don't don't hate me for pointing it out. I would prefer someone other than Trump. But thus far, none of them have amounted to it. Um, DeSantis becoming more aggressive against Trump, maybe that helps him. The field's got to consolidate. There is no reason for Will Hurd to be a Republican candidate. There is no reason for Asa Hutchinson to be a Republican candidate. There is no reason for Doug Burgum to be a Republican candidate. And I think Pence and, and Scott, frankly, and Christie are at some point going to have to decide, can they continue on? Do the donors cut them off? If they're relying on low-dollar donors, they've got a path forward. But if it's big-dollar donors at some point, the big-dollar donors themselves are going to have to realize that there's not a viable path for these candidates. And I look, I like Tim Scott, and I like Mike Pence, and I like Chris Christie. I don't see a path for them. This is, frankly, becoming a problem for Haley and DeSantis as well, that if you can't run a multi-state primary path, you don't have a path. Haley and DeSantis and Ramaswamy, to a degree, right now have multi-state paths forward. The other candidates are going to need to change the dynamics here soon, or else they're going to need to step aside so these other candidates can try to build some momentum. Crowded debate stages don't work. You know, what does work is the Eden Pure 360. It is a heater, but it's also a great fan when you don't need the heater. And it uses a heating element that you don't have to replace. It's not a bulb. It's got a copper coil that heats up. It sprays hot air 33 feet across a room. It's powerful. It's quiet. It cools when you don't need the heating element. So you can work 365 days a year, and it works 360 degrees. If you want it, you go to edenpuredeals.com, you put in the discount code ERIC360, E R I C K 360. It's a great fan. It heats it cools, it's quiet, it warms up a 1000 square feet. It's electric without a heating element you got to replace. It just works and it's quiet. You can use it day or night. You go to edenpuredeals.com. You put in the discount code Eric360 E-R-I-C-K 360, and you can get $25 off the lowest price, and you get free shipping. The Eden Pure 360, it's lightweight, it's powerful, it's quiet, it heats a room, it cools a room. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Eric360. Welcome! It's Eric Erickson here. All right. I'm happy to take your reactions to the debate, and I got good audio from last night's debate. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Just one word of perspective on this race and the desire more and more people have for it to consolidate. Uh, The FEC numbers, by law, have to come out October 15th. Uh, What is the, the FEC number? That's the Federal Election Commission. The quarterly filings of the candidates on how much they've raised and spent, October fifteenth uh, for the third quarter, July to September. I'm hearing the DeSantis number supposed to look good. We'll see if that bears out. Um, but some of the other candidates, like Doug Burgum, can technically self fund. But it, it, why stay in the race? Hutchinson, Heard, Burgum. I mean, those are the bottom-level candidates who barely have a pulse, Um, and I'm not even talking about the the Larry Elders and the Perry Johnsons and the like who I don't even really consider candidates. They're they're just not viable. Uh, But these guys, uh, Hutchinson made it on one debate stage. Berger made it on two, but they're not gaining traction. They're not going to get traction. So why bother? I mean, the only reason Burgum got on stage was Trafalgar, gave him good polling numbers in New Hampshire, and Trafalgar was the worst pollster in 2022. So why should we take it seriously? But on the rest of this, let's get into some of the audio. Uh, Mike Pence making the case that uh, too much of the party is walking away from conservative values.
2: Well, look, it was a privilege to be here at the Reagan Library. I actually became a Republican uh, because of Ronald Reagan, and uh, I was drawn to this party because of a set of principles, a commitment to strong defense, American leadership in the world, fiscal responsibility, and the right to life and traditional values, and the opportunity to be here and to try and lay out what I think is a Republican time for choosing in the days ahead that really from ronald reagan all the way through our administration we we governed on that conservative agenda Uh, but frankly donald trump and some of his imitators on the stage last night are, are walking away from that agenda
3: walking away from the agenda uh... ron desantis Talking about the people in D.C.
1: It's in our interest to end this war, and that's what I will do as president. We are not going to have a blank check. We will not have U.S. troops, and we're going to make the Europeans do what they need to do. But they've sent money to pay uh, bureaucrats' pensions and salaries and funding small businesses halfway around the world. Meanwhile. Our own country is being invaded. Uh, We don't even have control of our own territory. We have got to defend the American people before we even worry about all these other things. And I watch these guys in Washington DC and they don't care about the American people. They don't care about the fentanyl deaths. They don't care about the communities being overrun because of this border. They don't care about the Mexican drug cartels. So as commander in chief, I will defend this country's sovereignty.
3: You'll defend the country's sovereignty. Uh, okay. Uh, Chris Christie had this exchange with Vivek. I, I thought it was actually kind of funny. You know, at one point, um, Vivek uh, blasted Tim Scott for talking while he was interrupting. It was it was a perfect slip of the tongue.
4: I believe I did see you write something on the card. Who no. <laughs> it? no, but I'll certainly tell you. Go. Okay. Yeah. Look, I think I've been the only one on this stage who's been clear about this. I vote Donald Trump off the island right now, and the reason I vote him off the island. And, you and there were vote and, but, any of the, no, of the people no, on no, the stage. No, because you know what? Every person on this stage has shown the respect for Republican voters to come here to express their views honestly, candidly, and directly, and to take your questions honestly. I have respect for every man and woman on this stage because they've done it. Vivek, put your hand down for a second. Would you? Um, I still got. I still got time, dude. So so chill out. Um, here, look, this guy has not only divided our party, he's divided families all over this country. He's divided friends all over this country. I've spoken to people, and I know everyone else has, who have sat at Thanksgiving dinner or at a birthday party and can't have a conversation anymore if Governor, they disagree with Donald Trump. Governor he needs to be candidates. voted off the island and needs to be taken
3: out of this process. Telling Vivek, Ramaswamy, put your hand down. Okay, Uh, Tim Scott made a defense of funding Ukraine. Let's, Let's debate the fact that our
5: national vital interest is in degrading the Russian military. By degrading the Russian military, we actually keep our homeland safer, we keep our troops at home, and we all understand Article 5 of NATO. We have when to let the, the American people. I, I thought you and said I something about say, waiting until your return well, to talk, so, well, hold so at the end of the day, I'm going to finish my, I'll be happy to go debate ahead, this. and I'll respond. I'll, I'll look forward to this one right now. Um, so at the end of the day, when you think about the fact that if you want to keep American troops at home. The attack on NATO territory would bring us and our troops in. By degrading the Russian military, we reduce, if not eliminate, a ta- an attack if on I, if I NATO territory. Understand.
3: And you know, I, I got to give Scott credit. Uh, he made a a ringing, ringing defense of family and fathers in houses. He being a man who grew up without a father in a house.
5: So often we think that all the issues you talked about—crime and education and healthcare—we always think that those issues go back to slavery. Here's the challenge, though. Black families survived slavery. We survived poll taxes and literacy tests. We survived discrimination being woven into the laws of our country. What was hard to survive was Johnson's Great Society, where they decided to put money where they decided to take the black father out of the household to get a check in the mail, and you can now measure that in unemployment, in crime, in devastation. If you want to restore hope, you've got to restore the family, restore capitalism, and put Americans back at work together as one American family. Our nation continues to go in the right direction. It's why I can say I have been discriminated against, but America is not a racist country. Never, ever doubt
3: who we are. Amen, Tim Scott. And, you know, I, I, look, that was a strong answer from Scott. He needed to be on stage last night showing he could make an attack, and he made an attack on uh, Ramaswamy. It went after him pretty hard on his ties to China, which I, I was kind of bold of him to do. And then, I mean, all the others began piling on Ramaswamy, again. they clearly don't think the guy should be on stage. But Ramaswamy did do one thing, and there's a punchline to this. I got to play you the audio and then I'll give you the punchline. Sorry, it is not compassionate
2: to affirm a kid's confusion. That is not compassion that is cruelty. I met two young women, Chloe and Katie, early in this campaign, who are in their 20s, now regret getting double mastectomies and a hysterectomy. One of them will never have children, and the fact that we allowed that to happen in this country is barbaric. So I will ban genital mutilation or chemical castration okay, know, under the age of 18 and parents have absolutely you the right to
6: pass a federal Law that says parents should have that right. We are going to require yes. states absolutely
3: okay. have to then follow I want to that
6: through.
3: Okay. So Ramaswamy says transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental health disorder. The New York Times decided to fact check that, and their fact check says this is false. But now I want to read for you their fact check where they show that they agree with Ramaswamy. This is their actual fact check. Beyond saying this is false, here's what they write. Being transgender is not a mental health disorder. Many transgender people experience gender dysphoria or psychological distress as a result of the incongruence between their sex and their gender identity. Gender dysphoria is a Diagnosis in the psychiatric, diagnostic, and statistical manual of mental disorders and can be given to children, adolescents, or adults. So it's a mental health disorder. It's a mental health disorder. You believe that your body and your, your sex are, are not aligned. You're, there's an incongruence between your sex and what you perceive your gender to be. Now, keep in mind, gender is just another word for sex because in the Victorian era and beyond, they didn't like to use the word sex because of the connotation. So they came up with the word gender to use, uh, and it means the same thing until we get to the 21st century and uh, we start normalizing mental health disorders, which they say it's a mental health disorder, but then they tell Ramaswamy that he's wrong for saying it's a mental health disorder. The the whole thing is just, just bizarre. Now, I, I got to I gotta play you this, and this may be my last piece of audio to play of the debate, and this is the one. I just thought this was an entirely beneath the dignity of the debate to do this, and as much as I like and admire Dana Perino, fun fact, I was the very first guest on her TV show. Uh, I like her tremendously, and she was the best moderator and had the best control of the crowd. I think this was a cheap stunt that should not have happened, and I'm glad DeSantis took over and led the stage. What's notable is that at multiple moments on the stage last night, DeSantis took over and and led the others on stage. He might not have gotten as much speaking time, but when he spoke, he tended to corral everybody back to the focus of the debate.
6: And welcome back to the final minutes. I could go another hour, but we only have a few minutes and candidates. It's now obvious that if you all stay in the race, former President Donald Trump wins the nomination none of you have indicated that you're dropping out so which one of you on stage tonight should be voted off the island (laughs) please use your marker to write your choice on the notepad in front of you fifteen seconds Starting now, of the people on the stage, Are you who serious? should be? I'm I'll absolutely to do serious. That, with all due respect,
1: I mean, we're here, like, oh, you yeah. know, we're happy to debate, but I'm, I'm, I think that that's disrespectful to my I'm fellow not doing competitors. It. Nobody, yeah. nobody, wants, to, nobody most, wants to participate. Let's, most, participate. Let's do most some most questions. Let's talk most, about the future yeah. of the
2: country. I'll answer yeah. it. I want to be. Let me cool ask you something. Cool. If I'm Let me ask yeah. you something.
6: Then, if you won't answer that question, let me ask you this one. What is your mathematical path, Yes. Governor DeSantis? in order to try to beat President Trump, who has a commanding and enduring lead in this race.
1: So, polls don't elect presidents, voters elect presidents. And we're going to take the case to the people in these early states, we're going to do it in a state-by-state direction. And why? Because as Reagan said in his day, this is our time for choosing. We are not getting a mulligan on the 2024 election. Republicans have lost three straight elections in a row. We were supposed to have a red wave with inflation at 9%. It crashed and burned. Not in Florida, it didn't. We delivered it in Florida. And so we've got to choose right. We've got to win. And we need somebody that's going to be able to serve two terms. So in January of 2023, they'll be able to address the nation saying, we turned the economy around, we secured the border, and we fended off the threat from communist China. As your president, I will get that job done.
3: Okay, I I look. I thought he had a great point there at the end. Particularly, we need a someone who can serve two terms, not just one. Uh, it was a great great way to call out the disrespect from the stage of the question. It was it was not a good question. Christie's answer, of course, was Donald Trump. Vote him off, which was fine. But I it was it, it was a farcical night. It was awful. I I full disclosure. I got up in the middle of it. I was like, I'm done. Uh, This is a poop show. I can't take it. I'm going to the gym. I literally went to the gym. And what was on TV in the gym? The freaking debate. (laughs) Could not escape it. But I did get my bench press in. Uh, I'm trying to do better, y'all. It sucks. I don't understand you people who like going to the gym. But I went. And I couldn't escape the debate. So there you have it. Uh, I, I think it was a terrible debate. There are so many ways to make the debate better. Uh, audio control is chief among them. Control the microphones and cut the microphones so that the candidates can't be yelling at each other and have no incentive to try to get the one-liners out, get rid of the audience, so they gotta actually talk instead of do the one-liners. Now, I want you guys to go to stamps.com and join me there as a user. You don't have a long-term contract. You you, you can you can stop anytime. Here's how I use stamps.com. I increasingly send a lot of packages, particularly as we have more and more stations come online. We're almost close to 40 stations now around the country and I'm sending people gift packages and thank yous and I got a little thermal printer. I can go into stamps.com, fill out the form. It does everything for me, gets me the best rate between the post office UPS. I don't have to stand in line. I print out the stamp I, I print out the sticker. I put it on the package. I can even arrange pickup at my office or I can just go not stand in line, just drop them off. It saves me time. It saves me money. It will with you as well. You get free postage you get a free digital scale All you do is go to Stamps.com. You click on the microphone. You put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You don't have a long-term commitment with Stamps.com. You don't. You can cancel at any time. But with the holidays coming up, you're going to be sending packages to your friends and family, Christmas presents, like maybe your small business needs some package to to be able to easily print labels and schedule pickup. You can get UPS rates, post office rates. You can save up to 80%. It's so convenient. It's so easy. I have used it for a long time. I used to actually print out stamps from stamps.com. Now I just ship all my packages, and it's great. Stamps.com, you click on the microphone, you put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. It will save you or your business money. It will make your life more efficient. If you send a lot of packages, stamps.com is the way to go. Stamps.com, click the microphone, put in E-R-I-C-K. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. If your business wants to become a bigger business and you need $250,000 or more and banks are giving you the runaround, reach out to First Liberty. They make their own lending decisions. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're fit for them, them for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Those of you on the phones, I want to get to your calls, but I can't because it's a short segment. So when I come back... I'm willing to let you guys weigh in out of the gate on how you would change the debates or your thoughts on last night's debate. I do want to play this clip from Van Jones from CNN last night uh, because I, I I got a thought on this 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 is this is van jones I, I, just, I just see it differently. I don't yeah, think what do I, you don't,
6: see?
3: I don't think if
0: you're a Republican, jumping up and down about the indictments is going to help you at all. Mm. Um, it's just they, they're they're in a mirror world. And in that, in, in that world, it's, it's kind of like with O.J. Simpson. Uh, you know, black community kind of knew O.J. Simpson was not the best person in the world, but they hated the LAPD worse. And so that's kind of how this is, it's, 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 it's that. It's like you have these Republican voters. They know Trump is a scoundrel, but they just think the Democratic establishment and the deep state is worse. Um, for me, what I saw was, you know, these, these debates is not just about who gets to be the nominee. It's about the country. Uh, it's about what happens to the party along the way. Uh, they were mainstreaming, attacking the babies of immigrants saying, you don't belong here. You shouldn't be a citizen here. That's terrible. Uh, they were mainstreaming, denying care to transgender folks. They were mainstreaming, abandoning Ukraine. So in addition to not saying more mean things about Donald Trump, which I would like, but I don't think would move the needle, there's something happening to that party and something happening in this country. I thought that was very disturbing.
3: Now. Regardless of your views, I got to tell you, I'm glad he said what he said about uh, the attacks on Trump, because he makes a good comparison I hadn't thought of before, that uh, black residents of Los Angeles, they all kind of got that O.J. Simpson was guilty, but they weren't going to say he was guilty because they hated the Los Angeles police so much, The Republicans all kind of get that. Donald Trump's guilty, and most of them, not all of them, most of them have resigned themselves to the fact uh, there were problems in 2020, but it wasn't stolen per se. But they hate the Democratic Party so much— they're willing to kind of wink wink nod nod with trump on on all these cases they're 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 willing to go with trump attacking trump on stage doesn't help and it's notable to me that the people who make the loudest bellyaching about the gop not attacking trump on stage happen to be the people from the democratic party and the media who hate donald trump the most and none of these people have been able to beat him they want others to do their job for him, but none of them actually know how to beat donald trump they've never beaten him before I honestly think my personal view is Trump thrives on oxygen, so don't give him oxygen, and the flame goes out. But the media is in a sick, symbiotic relationship with the man where they have to obsess about him, and that only helps him. Now, I'll take your views when we come back, eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. Also, very importantly— We've got to talk about the coming shutdown that may or may not happen. They're scrambling hard to try to avoid it. They may not be able to avoid it because it's just five members in the House. I'll explain it.
6: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.